from MTV News. Jake T. Austin jokes about making Hotel for Dogs 2, and now fans demand it. Subline, don't toy with our emotions, Jake. Uh, needless to say, fans started making like Tori Vega from Victorious and freaking the freak out, tweeting things like, this better not be a joke. I'm shook. And don't play with us for real. Stephen Roderick on Twitter says, I've always respected Don Cheadle, but then I saw his closing monologue in Hotel for Dogs. Wow, such admiration. From Twitter account Hotel for Dogs Movie, at Mid-O-Gascar, white gay with a beard, who want to give me some protein? And a Hotel for Dogs book review, this children's story is an obvious Holocaust parable about a sibling duo of dog lovers who rescue strays from execution at the hands of Gestapo-like dog catchers. Welcome to Rough Cuts, everyone. Dogs, they're coming. They're coming your way. They'll be here soon. Andy and Bruce needed a home for their dog. We have wolves, and you know them. No dogs allowed. I need cinnamon. I think we need to find Friday a new home. Now, they found the perfect place. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Oh, yeah, why don't we just wander the streets and rescue every stray we see? They've got the team. Screw this! We can make this work. The chase is on. Come on, let's go. Come on, everybody. Do you really think you could outsmart us? Rather not answer that question. They're out dogged. Dogs. That has to be the grossest thing I've ever seen. That's awesome. How the fuck does fuck it... this movie? How, how does it always go back to the Third Reich? What the fuck? <laughs> okay, they did. The, if there is one thing what that this movie fuck? actually, so that's apparently a. You were saying that that's like a review of the book. The book. And, yeah. Yes. Okay. And maybe that works in the book. I, I feel like that's like the only thing that the movie took from the book, from what I can understand at the synopsis. Because they made the dog yeah. catchers like They're... they have like high leather boots and yes. like a, a full Gestapo outfit for sure. There's also an Anne Frank scene where they're waiting in the the dark room as the Gestapo knocks on the door. That happens. Oh God. Oh God. That yeah. definitely happens. It makes more sense given this context. Does it? <laughs> it's awful. Like they took some... okay. So in the very best case scenario, the screenwriters for this took a book that is apparently an allegory for the Holocaust and made it into a fun white people rich person family film about orphans becoming family. Right? Bare, very best case scenario. That's what happened. Yeah, but who want to give me some protein? 
searching Twitter for a hotel for dogs is not a good idea. All right, it's not a good idea. I learned that. That was better than anything in this movie. Jesus, I. Okay, so we watched Hotel for Dogs literally because of a meme image posted on Twitter, which is just, I am so going to open an hotel for dogs, which is like the, uh, I'm going to make this a toxic whatever meme that's going around where they just change the words. Yeah, what's her name from Glee? Yeah, that's it. That's the only reason we watched this fucking show. Well, that's the only reason you made me watch this film. Yes. That's also the only joke I got. <laughs> there are no jokes in this episode. <laughs> Except... And, okay, hold, I need to clarify, because last yeah. time we also had no jokes in the episode, but that was because the movie was full of them. In, <laughs> accidentally, but it was still full of them. Yes. That's not the case in this movie. The reason why there's no jokes in this one is because I... I didn't write a note. I have a blank page. You wrote nothing. I wrote nothing. Of course. There was nothing noteworthy in this film. This film... This film is like Beverly Hills Chihuahua again. It is... It's It's hard to describe how boring and inconsequential everything in this movie is. And also yet, like, how at the same time it manages to make everything so fucking stupid. It also doesn't make any sense. Nothing yes, makes like sense. Things just happen. They don't set any of it up, though. It just happens. Things yes. just happen. It's like life. Things yeah. just happen. It, it It is a very scene-by-scene kind of movie where nothing really flows. There's no real reason for anything to happen. The characters are all unlikable. The The dogs are cute. The dogs are cute. But, like... The stakes feel stupid. The setup is dumb. Like, everything about it doesn't work. There's not a single thing in this movie that I feel like works. I have a thought experiment for you. We're going to write a movie about a hotel for dogs. Because we are so going to open an hotel for dogs. Right? That's the beginning Mm -hmm. of our script. We are starting a hotel for dogs. Okay, what genre are we doing? We're starting a hotel <laughs> for dogs. I, okay. That's as so far as I got. In this, what this else hotel, in, in this hotel, it's like a regular hotel for people. Yeah. But at a full moon. Yeah, like <laughs> a werewolf hotel. Werewolves. Yeah. And it turns into a fucking horror movie. Because or- apparently the author of this book series, apparently her... Her claims to fame is that she also wrote I Know What You Did Last Summer and Summer of Fear. She did like a whole bunch of horror uh, movie uh, movies, uh, horror books for like young adults and and Hotel for Dogs, I guess. I guess. I guess? Fucking War Machines here. Dr. Doolittle 4 is here. Yvette Brown from Communities here. Uh, that's one of the things that bothers me the most about this movie is that it is, it is chock full of actors that I generally like. It's not like a lot of big name actors. Um, like it's like young Neil from Scott Pilgrim. Like they're all like yeah. big characters and TV show actors, but they're all in things that I enjoy. They're all like enjoyable actors on their own, but they are given nothing to work with here. There's nothing. I, this yeah. is one of the most nothing movies I've seen. It, Okay, so it, it's 
here's the trope bullshit that this movie goes through. God, I wish that it was a, a werewolf hotel where it was just a slaughter fest. I, that's what we right? need to make a hotel for dogs. A hotel but, for murder. <laughs> <laughs> ah. But the so the premise is we have two foster kids that are being little shits and selling phones that aren't phones. They're just rocks in a box. They're stealing phone boxes, filling them with rocks, shrink wrapping them at a bathroom air dryer uh-huh. um and then reselling them on the street to people that like are doing illegal illicit drug deals and murders for like a 20 yeah <laughs> and hoping they don't get caught so in what situation would you need to open up a literal hotel for dogs do they check themselves in? I'm. Are they traveling? I mean, this just sounds. What this sounds is like a kennel. Like it sounds like a kennel. It's just. You a know kennel. what it sounds like? That yeah. sounds like a kennel. Okay, this kid kind of fucking kicks ass. Yeah, this kid's really smart. Okay, so I... he did not wrap it that good though. No, that's <laughs> that's still shrink wrapped. That is. uh... That's not his discount shrink wrap under the hairdryer, let me tell ya. They're selling burner phones to the fucking- Cause, cause this like, is- this is what rich idiots think happens. Like- Yes. Well, they also think that those then drug dealers- like, cause okay, who's buying a burner phone on the fucking street corner? Someone who's gonna poison their husband. Yeah, it. for for yeah. like well, yeah, yeah, for 30 bucks, right? Like for yeah. 30 bucks you're buying a burner phone on a street corner in New York. And the person that bought the phone calls the fucking cops when it's a scam. Yes. Like huh? no. No. No, no. You, pull out a, you pull out a knife and you threaten those kids. I Yeah, I was going to I know how this works. <laughs> That's what I said to you when when this happened. I was like, "Okay, yes. The the thing is that they're making this sound like, ooh, these kids are going to get in so much trouble because the cops are going to come. And I'm thinking, oh, in real life, these kids are going to get in so much trouble because someone's going to chop them up into pieces and put them in the fucking river. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're selling burner phones to fucking drug dealers that aren't burner phones. You can't do that. They'll fucking kill you. But not only that, they're also, like, selling these burner phones on, like, the corner of fucking Times Square. Like, yes. they're not in some, like, fucked up poor part of New York. They're, like, in Central Park and... Yeah, they're, like, going to Central Park. They're going to Rockefeller Plaza. They're yeah. meeting, meeting their shady drug dealer in the middle of the street with cops everywhere. Like, hey, sell you this phone for 20 bucks. It's like, fucking tourist central in New York where it's, like... <laughs> Dumbasses. Yeah, it's the stupid... Well, like, every single part of yeah. it doesn't work. These kids wouldn't be able to, like, shrink wrap these phones. Although, that honestly, that was kind of clever. I was okay with it. Like, I can suspend my disbelief there. But then it's like, they're just... Some guy, random guy is buying it, but then he calls the cops when he gets scammed yeah. for this fucking phone. And they're selling it in, like, the most upscale parts of New York for, like... 20 bucks like as if these yeah. people don't think like fall off a truck fucking phones in the middle of like the tourist areas and, like fuck you it's just the stupidest setup and then like the yeah. guy's calling the cops afterwards when he gets scammed because yeah that, 
that's what you do when you're buying a drug burner phone is if you get scammed you phone the cops it's okay that they went to the rich part of new york to sell it because they live in an even richer part of new york they do they do they're they're these kids that are supposedly so like they're the setup is that they're these orphans that are like oh they're they're such juvenile delinquents and like okay so when they get the 25 bucks they go out and they buy food and then they give it to like this stray dog that they have mm-hmm. that's tied up with rope in that they have outside of a store and it doesn't have like a real collar in a way and it's like they've got like this rope leash for it so it's supposed to be like oh they're really poor but they're wearing like really nice clothes and they've got these really nice new backpacks uh-huh. and they start feeding this dog the food and you're like oh okay like i guess they needed to do this to make food are they like like homeless or something no, Don Cheadle picks them up when they get caught by the cops because he's their social worker, and he takes them back to their the Tony like Stark's swanky cave. Yeah, yeah, he takes them to their <laughs> upscale like foster parents' house that's an apart like penthouse apartment yeah. in New York kind of thing. It's like, like I mean, not penthouse, but no, it's, it's like easily ten thousand dollars a month rent. Yes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got this huge apartment in New York. With like all these art pieces on the walls and all this shit, and it's hundreds like, of guitars, like yeah, yeah, they've got like all this music and stuff, and they're supposedly like they, they never explain what these parents do. They make really bad rock music, and they want to be rock musicians, but it mm. never shows them doing any other job. They're apparently rock musicians and foster parents, but they've got nothing else. Well, they inherited all their money from their rich uncle, so I, they don't have to. I guess they, they don't have to work for a living. It doesn't uh, explicitly say any of this, though. Like, it's just... Yeah. They're just they're, there. They're, they're skimming the cream dogs. <laughs> <laughs> They've been skimming the cream dogs. Watch That's our the last only episode. Way. It's so much That's better the than only this. way. But <laughs> if they were just skimming all the cream dogs... The movie doesn't care about the foster parents, though, because... It doesn't give a shit. 45 minutes of the film after this, they don't show up again. No, and also, there's... <sighs> Like, the movie also doesn't care about the dog, because they don't set up why they need to... Okay, the the kids get sent back to their room after they go back, and then the dog, named Friday, which they keep making Friday jokes, because Rebecca Black's Friday got popular around this time. Friday! We call Friday. Friday! What? I said, Bruce, what what is the day after Friday? Oh, Oh, they're doing the Rebecca Black thing. Fine, get weird on me. Gotta get down on Friday! That's it. Yeah, it's the only thing that makes sense. The book is here's the synopsis for the book. Like, I they only took the title. This was just so that they could get this movie made. It it's simply so they have name recognition. They're like, okay, what's yeah. what's a what's a book that has a similar name by someone that's like I don't know, kind of sort of famous, maybe I guess, so that we can just slap her a name on it and make the movie. Because the plot of the book is. Andrea Walker is a girl who was forced temporarily moved to her animal allergic great aunt Alice's house. So she's not like a foster kid. She's not an orphan, mm. anything like that. Leaving her dog baby in the care of her, another family. Shortly after the move, she finds a stranded dog and wishes to keep her. Andy's mom vetoes this idea. So along with her older brother, Bruce, she keeps the dog who she names Friday and her pups in an abandoned house across the street. After a while, Andy and Bruce allow more dogs, including Red Rover and an Irish settler that ran away from his abusive owner. Blah, blah, In the end, their expenses overwhelm them, and they're discovered by their father, mother, and Jerry's wickedness to be discovered by their ignorant father, etc. Like, okay. Like, that's... 
it's not New York. It's a small yeah. abandoned house. It's like they're not orphans. They're not doing any like weird crime stuff. Like everything's different. Everything about that is different. I don't know what the fuck they were doing. <laughs> what they were None doing. None of it makes sense. Here, well, here I can tell you exactly what it is. This it makes yeah. perfect sense, Boyks, and you know that it makes perfect sense. What it was is they found a book that had cute dogs on the cover, and they said that this was an adaptation, and they put a bunch of cute dogs in it, and then they sold it to gullible fuckers to try and make a bunch of money, which they did because they made $150 million on it, mm-hmm, and they just mm-hmm. shoveled it out the door with absolutely no thought or care because they didn't give a shit. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it's a bunch of loosely connected garbage scenes with a few dogs in between to try and hold your attention, and they were just hoping yeah. that they could put a bunch of cute dogs on the cover and in the trailer... They have enough scenes of cute dogs to put in a trailer together. And then they go, all right, that's a wrap. Let's make our money. So these poor orphans who are also Disney Imagineer inventors <laughs> go to Kinko's and print off a bunch of sheets because their dog ran away and got caught by the pound, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Which is where they meet Dr. Doolittle 4 actress, as well as cute boy who works at Pet Shop, who's also Pound Shop, who's also Lost and Found Shop. Whatever. It, there, nothing makes any fucking sense. This pet... Yeah, he apparently is the pet store manager, yeah. but he's, like, 19. Yeah, whatever. And if you're, like, the pet store manager for a pet store chain, you don't just get to do whatever the fuck you want and throw all the money around, like... Yeah, so they get their dog back, and then completely unrelated to anything, they witness a crime <laughs> at at uh, a building next to this abandoned hotel, and the cops immediately show up because of the alarm, and they're the, like, oh shit, we need to hide, we just witnessed a crime. Yeah, that, that, okay, that response time by the police fucking impressive let me yeah. tell you <laughs> 10 seconds <laughs> so they're in front of the building they see people running away and then the, the cops are like hey you kids stop and it's like like what why are you running you don't have any of the stolen goods you don't have any bricks like there's people in the there's other people in the background of the shot and so it's like why are the cops choosing these kids in particular to chase whatever it doesn't matter but, but the magic sign of the hotel oh, for dogs turns right, on the magic sign there's just a magic sign that's like hey kids maybe go into the hotel so we can make a movie about a hotel for the dogs. hotel for dogs Is it a magical hotel for dog? I am so gonna open up a magical hotel for dog. <laughs> so it turns out. Yeah, they like on. make it a literal yeah. hotel in this. Like, yeah. it feels like somebody. Like, the director and the writer of this screenplay saw the book, opened, look at the cover, opened it, flipped through, like, and went, and went yeah, right, I'll just put a bunch of dogs in a movie and throw them in a hotel. It's fine. <laughs> Same thing. But, like, okay, so the hotel sign turns on. They go in the building as the cops are looking for them. And then the light turns off. So it is a magic sign. Yes. It is 100% a magic sign. And then they go into the, the horror murder hotel 
from The Shining, the remake, not the original. <laughs> and a bunch of horror shit happens, but it's okay. It's just the Halloween hound. It's just a dog because they're in this hotel. There's a hotel. For dogs. For do- <laughs> That's as far as they got with the writing was hotels for dogs. I fucking... The- Yes, there's no writing in this movie besides, well, okay, we'll have a hotel, and it's four dogs. So, yeah, (sighs) there's all these spooky noises and stuff. They discover that it's dogs. And then they have a really, really cute scene where all the dogs lie in a cuddle puddle because they meet each other and they like each other, I guess. I'm starting to think this just sucks. Oh, no, this is terrible. It makes no fucking sense. Oh, okay, that's really oh. cute, though. They're really cute, though. Huh. Oh! The pile! What about just, you know, leaving Friday with them tonight? Okay. See, I hate this, but this is also really cute. One night. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel. Yeah, it's fucking stupid as fuck, but also... And then they go, all right, well, instead of, they were having a big conversation about like, we need to give this dog a better home because we're hiding it and letting it live on the street, which yes, that sounds about right. And then they go, well, actually, what if we left it in this abandoned building instead? That's better. (laughs) I actually realized two of the main themes of this movie just now. Uh, Negligence for your animals which keeps and happening for, well for kids too because the, kids. i think just negligence in general because the parents are also negligent and the second main theme of this movie is gaslighting yes that happens multiple times where characters gaslight each other and it's fine because there's no repercussions in the film for it. Oh, there's nothing. Nothing's worth. There's no Cause, repercussions. Cause there's like no the, morals. There's no nothing. Uh, one of the orphans. Um, God, what's her name? I don't remember the character. It's whatever. But I don't know the. She she names. goes back to the the pet store slash lost and found animal location uh, and talks to Scott Pilgrim. Uh, person young neil young Young neil Neil. young Um, neil from scott and she's buying a bunch of dog food for these dogs in their hotel for dogs and he's like oh wow that's like for a 40 pound dog your dog's like a little small you know scruffy jack russell or something right so like that's way too much food for a small dog like that oh that's because uh we have other dogs but they're strays but my parents like strays and i'm gaslighting the shit out of you right now <laughs> yeah see okay yeah yeah uh, l- listen yeah. um it's we've got a big bag where we're buying a big yeah. bag because i'm opening an hotel for dogs and hotel <laughs> for dogs so like i'm so gonna open an hotel for dogs so he's Jesus. like oh well i have these strays that i found that we've been taken care of we can bring them to your place okay they just have a dozen fucking strays in the back of this pet shop. Right. Yeah, and he gets in his dumb Why? and dumber dog car. <laughs> Literal dumb and dumber, like the the yeah, the big dog van. The big it's a dog van. shaggy van. And and drives them to their hotel for dogs. And he's like, hey, this is like an abandoned building. Are you allowed to be here? No. Let's go in. Yeah, and then he just goes, Oh yeah, yeah right. Sounds good. I guess we'll just go in. Sure, whatever. I was like, what? Okay. And then, and then Dr. Doolittle 4 followed him there. And she's like, I followed you here. Oh no. But that's okay, because I want to help. 
Okay. God, yeah, like there's just no. That's like two people that showed up. Yeah. And, and then there's also a kid that saw them walk in. He's like, hey, I saw what you did here. Oh, no. But it's okay. I want to be misogynistic. Oh, God. Yeah. This, this kid's like, so, you, you know, I, I, saw, I came over here because uh, I saw you got two women and you can't have them both. So which one do you own? Uh, he did say he would fuck up the fuzz for them, though. That that was the good thing. That was the only good sure. thing he said in this whole fucking movie. Yeah. Um, but like, okay, so they get the hotel for dogs. They they take dogs in that they literally can't afford to feed or house into this abandoned building. Well, but right? none of that's ever addressed. They just have enough money for all these they do like a massive right. cleanup of this whole, whole whole hotel, top to bottom, like this massive like twenty story building. Yeah, they fix the whole thing up. No one notices. They have thirty, fifty dogs. No, they've got to have like fifty some dogs in here, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Their contractors were very discreet. Yeah, yeah they, <laughs> they've got like fifty some dogs in this hotel. Yeah. they've got massive machines to like. Do they have the dog shitting in toilets on oh, the conveyor belt? Like, well, okay, okay. So, the so the younger kid is uh. is the inventor kid. That's his quirk that he invents things by combining things together to make like Rube Goldberg machines and breakfast machines. And one of the extended scenes is his dog shitting apparatus. It's a really long extended and, scene. And, and they do another extended scene about his dog pissing apparatus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have... The dog pissing machine is actually... I almost want to talk about for a second. Because <laughs> they... They set up a pedal where they put treats on the floor. The dog presses the pedal. And then it opens gigantic curtains mm-hmm. on the one side of the room spotlights come on the spotlights Mm -hmm. light up a giant golden fire hydrant in the middle of a fountain and then the dogs run over and pee on the hydrant thing and then as they walk off there's like another pad and that makes it so that a shower head comes out and sprays it all off and then the lights turn off and the curtains close yeah. There's like a giant stage for these dogs to piss on. Just have them pee outside. Well, that would require them to actually take care of them. God, there's a lot of pee in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's also the trough with toilet seats for all the dogs to poop on. Yeah, and what, with, they, with they do ex- like this... Yeah, no, it is a tiled bathroom with like a a huge curtain and it's like this golden fire hydrant and then it's like, okay, where are they shitting? And it's like, I don't know, we have this old rotten wooden board and some like busted ass toilet seats. They set up up a conveyor belt with a fucking like slide, a children's like tube slide that goes into a uh, like a laundry garbage chute thing outside. 
Like no one in New York notices this hotel yeah. has like a children's slide out the back with shit coming out of it every day. <laughs> shit pouring out. No, this isn't like a small amount. It filled that garbage that entire okay. fucking thing in like a day. Like as I as I'm talking about this, I've been in New York. Honestly, you would not notice the smell. I don't think you would. An entire dumpster full of shit. Like more that I think about this, I'm like, okay, actually, maybe that wouldn't be a huge thing. Yeah. Like, did you notice the slide though, or something? Like, they install a giant slide and conveyor belt and stuff in this hotel for dogs, and nobody's noticing any of this. Okay, so at this point. Also, like, don't these kids go to school or have no. jobs or something? Like, she's like 16, 17, and I, it's I summer vacation. It. They have nothing better to do. It's fine. But okay, this is so 45 minutes of the film. There there are five teens. I'm gonna put that in big air quotes. Teens. Some of them are definitely adults. Yeah, I mean, yeah, young mostly Doctor Doolittle is is definitely an adult in this movie. Yes, she's also older, but Let, yeah, the, but there there are five teens taking care of mm-hmm. like seven dogs in this abandoned hotel. It, it's at least manageable, right? Like it's 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 a reasonable situation. You could think five people could take care of an amount of dogs of seven. Like when they when they originally had like seven or eight, yeah, yeah, and maybe the other people that have joined in are are putting funds in that these kids that were literally scamming people for $20 can afford, yeah. right? So uh, there's something, there's something about the scale that's reasonable. When Yes. When it's, when yes. it's eight, when it's, when it's, it's eight like seven dogs. or eight, then they decide they're going to steal every dog on the street and bring them to their hotel. Just, just yes. take every dog they find that doesn't have a collar or isn't on a leash. Correct. Some of those dogs are probably owned by people, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do animal controls jobs. So every time yes. that animal control is supposed... They have a big montage of animal control going around trying to get dogs. They and do they, a like, heist. Yes, they, like, yes. heist them out of the back of the animal control van. They, like, steal them out from in front of them. They do all kinds of weird stuff to just steal all these dogs. And they end up with, like, 50 to 100 dogs in this hotel. To the theme of Kill Bill. Yes. Oh, God, yeah. No. Fuck you. You can't do the kill build. Fuck you! Yes, they did. Okay, like... What? Don't out, don't They have them walking towards the camera doing the Kill Bill like theme and cuts and as they're literally they're stealing people's animals. If you see a stray, it's not necessarily a stray. It's yeah, it's not necessarily like it didn't just drop there from fucking heaven. Like <laughs> they didn't even try uh, to find the owners. No. It was like these are our dogs now, and then they take them to their end hotel for dogs. To be fair, they're doing this because I guess in this universe, animal control officers are literally the Gestapo. If there was uh, one thing, like yeah. said, one thing that they took from the book of it maybe being a Holocaust allegory, which I don't know, maybe the book is, um, these animal control officers have like long leather gloves and black suits with high collars and like big leather 
thigh high boots. <laughs> they, look, they look like the Imperial <laughs> Army from Star Wars. That's so weird. They're like yeah. these. Like yeah, Imperial like, officer, I, I'm like yeah. why do they have like all these leather Gestapo boots and shit? Yeah. It's super weird. They look like yeah. garbage, by the way. Their costumes look like shit. They look well. They terrible. were they were also really excited to kill those dogs. Like, yes, I'll, it's, it's yeah, bad. It's bad. Yeah. But they're like, five seconds away from going, we must kill the dogs. Like yes! they're very yes, they're I, cartoon villains, I, but like I swear. When I picked a hotel for dogs, it was because of the joke. I didn't know it would go back here again. Like, how does this <laughs> keep happening? Last week, you're right. How oh, does this keep God. happening? I didn't I even know. I, I didn't know. But it's it's not even done. Like, they're not. No. I wish they had done the goofy thing. Like, if they had made them goofy enough to be like, oh, yes, we must kill all the dogs and done them really weird, that would have been <sighs> something. But they don't go that far. Like, it's. There's nothing nearly that interesting that happens. It is done. Yeah. They're wearing like big Gestapo boots and gloves, but there's no like, there's not an appropriate level of energy to match that. And the costumes are really cheap garbage. Like they look like trash. Yeah. They're weird. They're just, it just looks stupid and it has no energy. It's, it's not interesting. Like, I'm making this sound somewhat interesting. It's not. It's the laziest way to do this. So the kids get a grant from a local college and use all that money to build a bunch of attraction rides with their imaginary <laughs> degree. And, and, they, yeah. <laughs> and they build yeah. a, a car ride simulator. That's uh, a joke, by the way. They do not show any means of them getting funds for all this. Yes, they have a car ride simulator. <laughs> They they also build sheep mobiles on RC cars that the dogs can herd around, uh, which they use later as a horror sheep, of course. Yeah. Uh, a dog vending machine. Uh, that door, was kind of cool. That door, was kind of cool. Doors that kick themselves so that the dogs can be like someone's at the door and run between door to door. Yeah, was that what that was? I, I didn't get that. It's, they, it's they would run over, they would step on a pad, and a door would have, like, either a knock or yeah. a kick, and then the dog would run to another pad and do it. What's weird is they didn't make end hotel for dogs. They made end theme park for dogs. It's different. Yeah. yeah. They didn't make a hotel. There's no rooms for them to stay in. There's no room service. There's no pool. It's not a hotel. It's a fucking theme park. Yeah, I... There, there's a breakfast machine that does the entire Pee-wee's Big Adventure scene of of bowls and food moving along conveyors and, like, Rube Goldberg machine. None of it makes any fucking sense. I hate it. I... And like I said, this this whole section of the movie is, like, 45 minutes to an hour of yeah. the movie. And it's just these totally disjointed, unconnected scenes of them having weird breakfast machines to do regular tasks and... for no reason no well, well if you think it. about it they're trying to automate the end hotel for dogs so that they don't need to do anything to take care of these dogs that way they can go do whatever the fuck all they were doing before end hotel for dogs i guess steal I guess. more stuff and scam people i don't know what their plan is i guess it also really bothered me like there's so many like I said, there's not plot holes in this movie. There's plot ravines. It's hard to talk about what's going on in this movie because nothing makes any sense and it's so far removed from any reality that, like, yeah. to discuss why there's a plot hole, you need to go through, like, 12 layers of why it's wrong. <laughs> like, 
hey, they're in a really yeah. upscale Manhattan apartment. Why are their foster parents there? Why are they in a hotel that's abandoned? Why is there an abandoned hotel in like this swanky upscale part of New York? Why is it in such good know. condition they can turn it into this super nice hotel? Why is that like, why does nobody notice that any of this is happening? How are they paying for anything? Like there's a billion different little problems that, yeah, I know that it should be suspension of disbelief, but they do so little to suspend any of it. It just sucks. And like one of the things that really bothered me is when they set up the kid as the inventor, they have one scene for it. And it's that yeah. he like makes a trebuchet for them to play fetch. And it hits the pet manager guy in the face, young Neil. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, like, why are you doing this? And he's like, oh, because my dad taught me how to do this. They don't explain, like, their parent, who their parents were. There's no scenes of them. I don't even think they have a photo in this movie of the, who the parents uh, were. That the kids stare longingly at at some there's point. There's one photo with the parents, and we're assumed that they're dead. I... Like, there's yeah. nothing explaining any of this. There's nothing none, nothing there's to no say that his dad was an inventor. Yeah. No. Well, and then he goes, oh, well, I, I did it because my dad taught me how to be like this. And it's like, okay, well, was their dad an engineer? Like, there's, there's nothing that, like, gives character to these people. And anyways, so he's, like, 11. Canonically in this movie, they say he's 11 years old. And they're like, oh, it's his final chance in the foster system because he's been in so long and they keep causing so many problems. So it's like, okay, like, at least five years then, right? You would think. Like, minimum. Yeah. So it's, was this kid getting taught trebuchets at six and five? Like, it just doesn't, none of it fucking works. It just doesn't no. make any fucking sense. The whole thing. It's a real slapdash job. Like It, it just, yeah. they're like, oh, well, like, what? why would they be here? I don't know. I guess they're orphans. Like, like it's it, it has that yeah. feel to it. Like, it feels like somebody sat down at a pitch meeting for five minutes to do every fucking plot mo- uh, point in this movie. Like, this is a, a script you could fucking hack out in a week. It's goddamn awful. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, so all of that happens. Yeah. It takes, like, an hour. And then finally, the parents come back into the scene again because there's the party slash parents scene, which conveniently happens at the same time so that every single person has uh. gone from... And hotel from dogs. Because they want to remove the people from the N hotel for dogs, which they've automated to be N automated hotel for dogs, so that humans don't need to interact with them anymore and the dogs can just live in a perfect dog society. I guess. So guess. so so the parents take the inventor kid and hold him hostage in their kitchen while they're calling somebody for some reason. They're... Because they found a hairdryer in his backpack. Tell on him to the Don Cheadle, I guess. I don't know where this is going. And they and... literally, the, the reason for yeah. this is that they found a hairdryer in his backpack. I want to make that clear. They found a hairdryer in his backpack and they're like, you must be stealing. And so they sit him down for like oh. three hours and interrogate him under a hot lamp. Like, yeah. But, and then know. the sister goes to the party, which is in a penthouse suite, um, rich people's wine, like, mixer. Yes! And and all she does at the party is gaslight her friend, the owner of the pet store, about how she's not an orphan. And how they're also, all fucking crazy, including her neighbor who knows who she is. I just realized how awful this is. So that dude's, like, pet shop owner, yeah. right? And he's 22 uh, when this movie was shot. 
she's supposed to be 16 in this supposed and to it's be like yes. a big romantic plot between them right it like that sure kind of is a... yep huh yeah there's huh. Some, i never really some... i never got all the dots there before but now that i'm hmm uh, there's some gross themes in this movie so god this movie fucking sucks. as they're gone all of the machines break at once and the dogs go fucking primal because society is crumbled around them <laughs> instant, instant lord of the flies and, and they start they later. start painting their face with like clown makeup <laughs> make, <laughs> making gas bombs and shit okay like. i do need a moment to say that you go like ah we live in a society and yes. as you said that they yes. had a big chase scene and dumped paint on the bunch of the dogs and they became blue red and yellow and like joker fucking makeup and like god damn it it is we live in a society and then one of the dogs Joker, goes, I'm the Joker, baby. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm making it sound good again. It's not good. It's very dumb. It's done in a... Again, like, it's all the lowest energy, lowest state kind of thing is why. Yeah. But they never take anything far enough for it to be goofy and fun. No. So... No everything breaks at the same time like this is such a convin like uh, it's such a convenient it just happens because like, it needs to happen yeah yeah it's such a coincidence thing where it's like okay every machine happens to break in the hotel at the same time that all of the kids are out for pure contrivances where it's like she's stuck at this party and he's with the parents and yeah they're all at the party together and the mark guy who's the weird chauvinist that's only there to take one of the the women Ugh. who are property Ugh. god it sucks um it's just gone they, they don't even dress him he's just yeah and dr know. doolittle's gone like yeah she's not at the party no either, one's there think. yeah just no one's there <sighs> yeah, it's pure plot contrivance so all that's happening um the kid that was in the chair the parents look away and so then he gets up and walks out and they don't notice him because no they notice know, him they, yeah. Well, but they notice him when he's sneaking out. They notice him once he's gone. That's yeah, they what I'm hear, like, they hear him over. slam the door, is what they do. Yeah, so I get yeah. But, like, he's two feet away from them, is my yeah. point. It's, it's fucking stupid. It's just so that they can have, like, Lisa Kudrow and. Oh, God, I can't remember the other guy's name. Um, anyways, so they can have them run into the building yeah, and do the extremely obvious thing that we both called the minute they showed that there was a shoot down into a poop slide yeah they're gonna, oh, look, they're gonna slide gonna them, them the into the garbage full of dog shit of course obviously like it, and and yeah. they never show up again until the end so like up until that last scene we're just assuming they drowned in shit and died <laughs> Yes, yeah, they're never seen again. They they chase the kid into this hotel for dogs. They fall onto the conveyor belt, fall onto the dog shit, and then you go, and then she's like, "Oh my god, where are we?" And he goes, "We're in deep doo doo." And then they cut it, and then they don't show up until the post credit scenes. That's it. That's yep. the end of them. So so they get arrested. Who gives a shit? We didn't have any reason for them to be in the movie anyway. Yeah. yeah. So they get arrested by the cops, who also take all of the hundreds of dogs in their hotels for dogs. Uh, and then they decide to break up the orphans because fuck them, I guess. Because they committed a bunch of crimes? Yeah, and I they stole animals, and they stole money, and they stole stuff from their foster parents. <laughs> and they're kind of just little shits. And they gaslight I all guess. their friends. Yeah. Great, yeah, they're really good people. 
And they also take their dog Friday and they put all the other dogs into the the pound. Mm-hmm. Uh, full of the murder police. Uh, and then Friday escapes and like gets them all back together because it's all about family. Yeah, the dog shakes its collar off and runs to the one girl, so she decides to break yeah. out and find the boy, which... Because they do a big heist, have, right? Why wouldn't so... they have done that if the dog wasn't there? Oh, God, and yes. And then they, okay. So then Pet Store owner shows up um, because he also saw the dog and decided to find them all. I don't know. Whatever. And it, it doesn't make any sense in the movie, so why should it make sense when we're talking about it? Um, and he goes, we need to... All right, here, here we go. Here's, like, the county line, and we can go to the pound and and do all this mm-hmm, stuff and mm-hmm. then we can go across county lines and then they don't do that they don't even do the plan they don't do the plan and it's not like somebody goes oh my god we have to deviate from the plan that there's a problem that none of that happens there's nothing yeah, like that they just do a different plan for no they, reason they go to animal control they break in where dr doolittle's like hey there's a fire and like tricks the guy into leaving but but then immediately reveals that it's a heist attempt and that she's in on it <laughs> And then she just thinks nothing's gonna happen and just stands there. And guess what? Nothing does. Nothing happens. And she just stands there. She just there. gets to walk away. The guy that the guy that she Look walks out of the building that she like tricks and locks out of the building so they can steal all the dogs is standing next to her and he goes, "You're in trouble." And then the next scene is her just walking away, talking to other people that are involved in the heist and doing more heist stuff. And it's like, yeah. And, and then so they heist all the dogs out. Uh, they lock up the animal control folks, and one animal control folks finally addresses the Dr. Doolittle 4 problem and tries to arrest her. But don't worry, creepy kid that has the hots for her and thinks she's property is gonna sacrifice himself. And to be fair, she's like, yeah, alright. <laughs> I kind of love this Fuck part. you, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he kicks yeah. the guy in the nuts. Drops yeah. onto the ground. They all run. Uh, they all run away, and they they're ch- having the dogs chase after their yeah. pet food van because they like stick sausages on the back Whatever. of it. I guess. But it, it's like it's like but, a a huge interruptive dog parade through like mm-hmm. the most awful traffic known to man. Yes, in, in in New York City, in the middle of day, in the middle of the day. In any case, though, I just really quickly I want to address though that. Yeah. So what's great is he kicks the guy in the nuts, drops him, and then they start driving away. And he's standing right there. He's five feet away, and she goes, "Mark, I just want to say thank you. Bye." And then they just oh, drive Mark, off and leave him there. <laughs> like I kind of love that because it's just like just abandon <laughs> the dude to get fucking. All right, Welcome, first yeah. you name him, even though he just committed a crime. Yeah. He just committed a felony by just assaulting like, an officer. Mark and then who she lives just on names First him Avenue. Him. Yeah, Mark who lives on First Avenue, whose phone number is like Jesus Christ, Thank lady. Thank you so much for helping me by assaulting that guy. Yeah, see you later. <laughs> Yeah, so then they drive but, all these dogs into traffic where they get yes, hit by cars. But we're thinking, okay, so the ones that didn't get hit by cars, we're thinking that they're going to take them to the county line and, like, break them to freedom, which I guess could be an allegory for, like, taking them to another country or something like I, that. I guess, it doesn't really make any fucking sense. But no. they don't even do that. They just go back to the end hotel for dogs. 
Yes. Well, and also, like, I just want to really quickly, you're saying you're assuming that, like, oh, it's an allegory for them, like, crossing a country line or something, like, getting them to Canada where they can't be extradited yeah. or something. But they don't even explain any of that. The line when he says, like, here's our plan. This is the county line. We can go across that. That's all he says. Yeah. He doesn't say, then they can't get the dogs. He doesn't, like, there's no explanation. There's no thought process behind why that matters. There's just, you just have to assume, you just have to, like, make all the plot points yourself. Fuck this. I, I'm so mad at so, this movie. So, anyway, the entire fucking town shows up to this hotel, including the animal patrol, the police, everybody that happened to be on the street watching these dogs run by, uh, reporters, <laughs> I guess. Uh, and, I guess. And they all show up in the entryway of the hotel, and they're all fighting over, like, hey, we're gonna go murder these dogs, don't worry about it, they're a menace. And Don Cheadle walks out, and he's like, hey, these dogs got names, baby. <laughs> yeah. They named them, you can't take them. That's, that got is, him. that's <laughs> absolutely 100% Don Cheadle's logic in this. Is Fucking just got him. Well, but, but they named all the dogs. How, yeah, they, how can they you own take dogs, those dogs if they named them? Yeah. Remember, remember, as at Steven Roderick said <laughs> on Twitter, like he said in the beginning, I've yep. always respected Don Cheadle, but then I saw his closing monologue in Hotel for Dogs. Wow. Such admiration. He doesn't do shit. It's the no, fucking he doesn't do shit. bullshit. Listen, can you just hear me out before you throw these kids in jail and destroy all these innocent dogs? No! I hate this. <laughs> I see no reason why we can't. Wait, are you uh, saying... Uh, responsible for these kids. Uh, I'm like, I'm... But I gotta yeah, tell you, I wish I had... Uh, they did. God, it's this... Yeah, uh-huh, that's what the cops are like. I've been trying to place yeah, kids on, in yeah. for 15 go years. On. No, they would have someone arrest that guy. They would have bashed his head in and knocked him down the stairs. I don't understand. They didn't get frustrated with the system. Like the fucking they just went out and did it. Cameras are allowed in this fucking hotel for dogs. They've got crowds of people and cameras inside. Uh-huh. You know what these kids did? They opened up an hotel for dogs. Look, right here you can see them checked in. Madison. <sighs> Madison. Oh no. They're gonna introduce each dog one by one. Madison. August 3rd. Found hiding oh, in the backyard after the family moved the away and left her behind. In New York! They would have been like, hey, I'm fucking walking! Right? Yes. They were puppies. Viola got snagged on like, the fence, but Sebastian refused to leave his sister behind. This is some fucking, Chelsea. uh, like, Sorkin Chelsea writing of, like, everybody sits down and listens to the big the speech, like, fucking Aaron Sorkin Rocky West Wing style. And Harley. All you have to do is have a good enough speech and everybody listens to you. Living together in the woods near a dump. Fuck off. And there's many more. They all come together with the spirit of friendship and family. Because it ends with Don Cheadle and his wife adopting the two little shits. 
Which, why wouldn't he have done that before then? I don't know. Also, God, Don Cheadle. This is like, this is what I mean about nothing makes sense in this movie. The Don Cheadle adopts them. Earlier, we saw Don Cheadle going home yeah. to his wife, who she, he's talking about as like an elementary school teacher. Yes. And who probably doesn't a, make much money. And he's a social yeah. worker. Yeah. They're living in New York. They have a fucking two-story goddamn house yes. in New York in City. In downtown, yeah. On a fucking social worker and school te- elementary school teacher salary. Fuck that. And then, like, when they when Don Cheadle does his big thing, he's like, well, I'm a social services worker. And holds up a goddamn police yeah. badge. And then everybody stops and listens to him as he's backlit by sunlight. He's like a fucking Aaron Sorkin goddamn speech from, like, West Wing. Uh, doing, this, like, this alternate reality where everybody like, sits down and is like, oh, let us listen to the man as he makes his cool speech. And the cops... Then the reporter is like, okay, can we go into this condemned, abandoned building that's owned by somebody else because he made good speech? And the cop goes, I don't know, I guess. And then all the people run past them and see all the cool hotel for dog shit. So obviously that means that that everything's resolved, right? That's the way cops do stuff. Cops just let you into abandoned buildings if you ask nice because reasons. A hotel for dogs is a metaphor. It's supposed to be about, like, in the film, it's supposed to be about creating your own family and all this mumbo-jumbo bullshit, right? That's what they're trying to tell you at the end. But, is it? But, it's also just a literal hotel for dogs. (laughs) They couldn't even keep that straight. I don't think, I think that they just, I don't think they actually had an allegory for anything. I think that they just were like, well... It's got to be an hotel for dogs. Because it ends up being a literal hotel, yes. Yes. The ending is they make, like, spa rooms and, like, they they get millions and the dogs just sleep in and stuff. And and the city pays for it. Because? They say. And it's, like, this multi-million dollar, like, super nice marble hotel with, like, fountains and shit. These kids wound up being CEOs of Hotel for Dog Industries. (laughs) Like... What, the what does that do? What does that even mean? What does that know. even mean? Are they going to have stock options? What does this even fucking... What they have the really romantic kiss between uh, 23-year-old pet store manager and Ugh. 16-year-old teenage... Fuck, what Ugh. the fuck is that? I just realized like, that's so fucked. Fucking, this movie sucked ass. This movie, I... I wanted to say I hated uh, this about as much as Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2 because it feels like it's got like a lot of the same yeah stupid I'm, like rich not, people like, that don't understand at poor it, people though, that way. Like, no, I, I know. Yeah. I'm like, but I'm I'm saying like that. That's my point. Is I was gonna say yeah. I want to feel like I'm as mad at it like that because it feels as clueless. But the thing is that they had even less idea of what they wanted to do with it, so there's no point in it. So I can't even be mad because there's just nothing. There's nothing to be mad at even. Like, I can't even be really angry at this film because there's so little film here to be mad at. Yeah, I have a question for you. When do you think they're going to finish the trilogy? Ooh, boy. Yeah. Because there are actually... No, no, no. I'm not talking about about the book sequels. There's... Okay, so Don Cheadle was in Hotel for Dogs in 2009, and Don Cheadle was in Hotel Rwanda in 2004. Oh, Jesus (laughs) Christ! (laughs) Boinks! 
Whoa! <laughs> so when are they going to finish the Listen, hotel? okay, the movies keep on bringing up holocausts. That doesn't mean that you need to. That's Don Cheadle. What? He did it. He said oh both. God. They have to finish the hotel trilogy. Oh. Fucking Christ. Let's rate the dogs. We have Friday, the Jack Russell Terrier. Friday does a lot of very cool, like, trick stuff, actually. I, if there is one thing I can give this movie, I'm going to give it two things. They have A, lots of dog scenes. Correct. B, the dogs do, like, lots of tricks and don't talk. They don't talk. That's so good. Oh, oh, God. We didn't, we didn't mention one of the biggest crimes of this film, though. No pets. No. First of all, there's yeah, there are no pets in this movie for whatever reason. Because yeah. the dogs, the dogs just do all their own things with the machines. Yeah. The, yeah, the yeah. kids make machines, and then the dogs do the stuff themselves. They don't play with the dogs or treat the dogs nice. The dogs just do their own thing. But not only that, they had doggo vision. They did oh, have the doggo vision. It was really, it was like nauseating. Yes, they do it like with a weird yeah. fisheye lens and a whole bunch of motion blur, and they color the food that the dog's sniffing, but nothing else, and it's really queasy. It yeah. sucks. It's they do really that for like only too. two scenes for some reason. Yeah, I don't the, know. It was the intro when they're yeah. doing like the the intro credits. I don't know why yes. they didn't really they didn't really show up again, but they did bring back Hot Dog Guy from the intro. So that we can yeah. end his deep story of getting getting completely demolished by dogs stealing his hot dog twice. My whole life ruined by dogs. My whole life of just eating a hot dog ruined by dogs. Friday's like, great. I like Friday's Friday. a good dog. Friday's a good dog. Really cute. Cuddles up with other dogs. Very cute. Like maybe like a 12. 12 out of ten. Knows yeah. how to knows how to use a pulley system. Out of ten. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They have like a lot of. When the dogs aren't doing poop and shit, like shit and yes. piss machines, yes, um, and with like lots of loud shitting noises, let me just tell you, um, yeah, <laughs> Boyx is rolling his eyes really hard at that, but like you know I'm right, yeah, you're shaking your head, rolling your eyes, but like they had, I still remember the subtitle of loud plopping sounds, which was a subtitle they put in this movie. Um, yeah, I know. So, <laughs> yes, that. there's that. There's a lot of extended shit scenes. But when they're not doing that, the dogs are are kind of cute interacting with machines. So that, that's good. If you fast forward through every other part of the movie and just see, like, a couple of scenes of dogs cuddling, it could make a very solid three-minute YouTube highlight reel. Yes. Yes. That I think that that's exactly the point of this movie, too, is they were like, okay, the trailer is going to need to be... Uh, a minute and a half long, so we need to have at least double that worth of cute dogs so that we have some selection to pick from so we can make the trailer and then we can trick people into going to this movie, right? Yeah, sure. There you go. It Hotel made for dogs. It made like $150 million. Mission success. We need to make a movie like this because, like, We could make goddamn. so much money. Holy shit. Did you ever think about how much money we could make? I, I did. I have thought about it. I would like to make 150 million dollars making this shit. <laughs> yup. Like, I can't blame the filmmakers. They made fucking bank on this. They made tons of money, and it is 
unbelievable garbage start to finish. It sucks. Thanks for listening to Rough Cuts. We'll see you next week. We we had to bring you down after Bracelet of Bordeaux, one of the best B-movies I've ever seen. I am so opening. And dog hotel. For <laughs> and dogs. hotel for dogs. And hotel for dogs. Dog hell. Dog hell. I am going to create an hotel that is so... Bird dogs. <laughs>